back with the I Am ASI radio show and podcast. My name is Donna, Basic Tack Walters, and I am here with a super special guest today. We have Noah Marty. Noah, welcome. Tell me a little bit about yourself personally. Like, what are you studying? What is your major? So my major is political science. That's definitely kind of the lens I view things from and kind of the perspective that I like to come at things from. So kind of getting involved with student government was kind of a natural progression for me to kind of get that experience, but I was still in college. That's awesome. That's awesome. And this month, as many of you know, is Student Government or Government Month. Uh, each <laughs> month, we highlight a different department here on campus as far as ASI programs and services, but more with that later. So how did you get started with political science? Like what interested you? Um, For me personally, what kind of got me into political science I originally was going to be an engineering major about semester before I ended up going to college. I kind of switched to political science like right before applying. Um, why, why is that? Out of I have been working at a food bank for a few years and I just kind of saw the ways that funding and the ways that government policy could really impact the lives of people. And I kind of decided that I could make a lot more of an impact doing government and politics than I could with what I was looking at with engineering and the field I wanted to go into with that. And so kind of shifted my focus and then decided that's really what I wanted to do. That's awesome. Okay. So um, as far as your 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 political points of view, um, we're not going to go into like deep, <laughs> deep you know, diving into, into politics right now because we don't want to... Uh, to, to make, you know, all, all of the listeners go at each other with their own personal opinions at this point in time. But um, the I guess the question would be, when it comes to politics, you know, what do you hope to really achieve? Are you are you trying to climb the political rank? Are you just kind of doing it because it's something that you're interested in? Like, tell me more about what you hope to do with your future. I mean, the whole reason I got into politics in the first place was that I really enjoyed helping people. That's why I volunteered so long at a food bank and had worked there for a while is because it was something that I really enjoyed doing was trying to help people that, you know, were in a a situation where it was a struggle for them just to get through their daily lives and just seeing the ways that government and politics could genuinely improve the lives of people and really make a difference in the way that people coexisted with each other, but also just, you know, families are able to feed their children or people are able to get things that they just struggle to get normally and that it can really make a difference in their life. That's really awesome. So in your role as the VP of University Affairs, um, what do you like the most about this particular area and how are you able to help students? Because helping others seems to be, you know, your passion. So Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about that. I mean, I think Ensuring that we really have a strong representation on our university committees is kind of the primary focus that I have with it. Um, For anyone that isn't aware, we've got a ton of different spots. I think we've got upwards of like 70 or 80 seats that we regularly fill on university committees each semester uh, or just going through the year. And so there's a lot of spaces where students' voices need to be heard to really help inform what the university is doing. And so just really ensuring that we're getting those student voices out there and that we're empowering those students that are sitting on committees to really properly be able to share their perspectives and also feel supported in that role so they can feel like they're making a difference. Awesome. So it sounds like you're actually a really good fit for this particular role because you really tend to see what is needed on the university side of things and how you can connect students to that specific role. Are there any committees in particular that you're looking to fill at this point in time in case students want to get in uh, are interested in getting involved? Well, definitely. I think one of the committee areas that we're looking for the most assistance right now is we're trying to get people involved with a lot of our academic affairs committees. Um, Those are university affairs committees, but I also work in collaboration with our vice president of academic affairs, Israel, uh, to really fill committees that are involved with faculty senate and really help inform academic policy on campus. And so we're definitely looking for students in that area. 
And then we're also just looking for just general university committees, anything ranging from getting involved with the union well and how their organization is run or just being involved with a bunch of committees that the president's cabinet has with their various departments. All right, cool. So do you have to be like a political science major in order to participate on any of these committees? Not at all. So almost all of our committees are perfectly open to anyone. There's only a few that have any type of requirements just for certain ones. We're looking for, if it's the NSM Academic Council, we'd want it to be an NSM student. But besides that, the majority of them are open to all majors, all units, anyone that's at Sac State that's a student that's meets a certain requirement once they fill out a grade authorization form or a committee interest form are perfectly eligible to participate. That's awesome. So that sounds actually like um, there's a lot of steps that are involved with signing up to be on the committee. Is that true? I mean, it can seem intimidating at first, but it is pretty easy as long as you just kind of take a look at it and we can walk you through it if you're interested. I mean, it's pretty simple overall. You fill out a committee interest form and then you come into the office and meet with myself or college director, any of our other VPs, just to kind of talk about what committees you're interested in or what you want to get involved with. And then from there, we can just we can get you added on to what fits best with your schedule and your interests. I think that's awesome. So it seems like it's pretty open. Yeah. All right. That's cool. So um, I know that I sit on a couple of committees myself and it's really good experience. I, you know, I, I know we kind of talked about this a while back, a couple semesters ago. Um, by the way, for all of you listening out there, um, Noah, Noah and I were strong adversaries <laughs> when we were running against each other That's for the true. last election about this time last year. But now we're, you know, very, very good friends. And um, I, you know, I love working with him in the student government office. Same. So uh, but he, of course, as you can see, beat me out, um, which is OK. I'm not hurt at all about that. <laughs> So, uh, you know, what we do is is we kind of get together and, and we look for um, different students that will, will be a good representation, like Noah's saying, on these committees. I, I myself am sitting on a couple of these, and I didn't know anything about what it took to be on a committee. They just said, hey, you know, as part of a director for ASI, um, you have to sit on something. And I'm like, oh, okay, you'll just throw me onto <laughs> something, you know, and uh, and I didn't know anything about being on the committee at all. Um, so, I, but Noah, you know, have you had previous committee work experience? Um, I mean, just starting, my first experience with ASI was just getting involved with the committee. I really recommend that anyone wants to get more involved with ASI or just get involved on campus. Getting involved with the committee is an amazing way to do it. I joined our Lobby Corps committee because I was really interested in advocating for higher education policy. So real quick, so Lobby Corps. So yeah. can you explain a little bit about what that is? Yeah, sure. So Lobby Corps is kind of one of our internal committees, which means it operates under our organization and helps us with the services and programs that our organization provides for students. Um, and basically, it's kind of focused on informing the board of directors about what's going on with the state legislature or just higher education policy in general. And then, you know, Lobby Corps goes down to the state capitol to go lobby or we go um, have a letter writing campaign to try to get in touch with someone if they're trying to do policy that we either very much agree with or very much opposed and whatever we can do to represent students on Lobby Corps. Awesome. So this would be something that's, let's say, for example, um, DACA. DACA would be a great way, you know, or, or this would be a great way for people that are interested yeah. in um, helping students. Uh, undocumented students really kind of have their voice heard. Is that correct? Definitely. I mean, last year we did a good amount of work on legislation that was in the state legislature that would help support students. I know we supported legislation that would expand the number of competitive Cal grants for people that are applying for those. And we also supported legislation that would create additional grant programs through the state that would be uh, open to students that are undocumented. That way they can have an opportunity to get something that's sort of the equivalent of the Pell Grant. 
Um, so we definitely support policy and legislation that would definitely support those students. And we do have students that are from those backgrounds that share that perspective at our meetings. That way we can really ensure that we're representing all students at Sac State. I think that's fantastic. So if somebody wanted to get a hold of you to try to either join one of these committees, make a difference, help you with lobbying at the uh, at the state capitol, where would they go and find you? Um, so we are located in the ASI Student Government Office, which is on the third floor of the University of Union. Um, you can also check us out on the ASI website. Go there. You'll just click the tabs and you'll go through it and you can get a hold of one of us through the board of directors page or you can fill out a committee interest form right there on the website and then just indicate what committees you're interested in and then we'll get back to you. That's awesome. Okay, perfect. So we'll have that information up on our website. Uh, so we're going to kind of go into our next little segment here, which is what is ASI? So what does ASI mean to you, Noah? ASI means to me. Now, that's, that's a good question. Um, I think ASI really means, you know, representing our students, but also trying to better their experience here at Sac State and really give them the opportunity and also just support their, their experiences here. So whether that's uh, giving them new ways to get involved in the community, um, giving them just opportunities of things to do on a weekend at the Aquatic Center with Peak Adventures or ways that they can help improve their career or support their clubs, that way they can do those things. So really just ensuring that we're kind of helping represent, but also give the best experience possible at Sac State for our students. So have you been to the Aquatic Center? I have been to the Aquatic Center. What do you What do you think? It's pretty cool, I huh? love it. I was... Honestly, I was very surprised when I found out that was something that we had. Um, I had no idea that it was affiliated with Sac State before, you know, I got involved with ASI and found that out. And I mean, the first time I went there, I was just impressed by how nice of a facility it was and just the overall just that that's something that student government provides and something that I had in my perspective of what student government does. And so to see that was really it was really enlightening. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. So a lot of people don't know, actually, that we have about a $10 million budget yeah. that we spread over various programs and services. Some of those things, like you had mentioned, um, Peak, Adventure, Peak Adventures is one of them. The Aquatic Center is one of them. Uh, food Pantry, oh, yeah. you know, that's that's one here that's located in the union, um, on in, in the student shop as well, the student shop where you buy your cap and gown. Uh, they also offer other services. What else do they offer? Um, so I know through the student shop, you can also get discounted movie tickets. I know they've got deals with theaters around here, so you can get your tickets a lot cheaper than it would be to go buy them at the box office. So definitely a good thing <laughs> to check out. Um, trying to think about what else we could talk about with that one. Um, they have, they, they have provide? legal services, They got right? legal services. Stamps. Oh, notary. Yes. So, you know, <laughs> if you, if you want to get anything notarized, which I'm not sure what we would get notarized, but you know, it's always great to have. It's a good um, thing to have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. And, uh, and, and what else with cap and gown, of course, is yeah. really important. We got graduation coming up. Uh, so buy your cap and gown. Those are on sale right now. Beat the rush. Yeah. Um, besides that, I think picking up safe rides checks. Oh, yeah. Safe rides are great. Um, yeah. So do you want to expand a little bit on what Safe Rides is in case people don't know what that is? Yeah, definitely. So Safe Rides is a really awesome program that we have here at ASI that basically provides students an opportunity to get paid back for using any type of ride sharing app or method of getting home. Um, you know, you're out studying late and you want to make sure that you're able to get home. You're pretty tired and you don't want to drive or you're at a friend's house and they're asleep and you're just like, I need to get home. So you can use safe rides and up to $20 a semester. As long as the funds are running, you can get reimbursed for that ride as long as it's in the Sacramento area. Absolutely. And I have a couple of friends that actually like to use it for when they go out partying at night <laughs> and they, uh, they want to be safe when they're driving home. They don't yeah. want to drive their car. So they oftentimes will call like an Uber or Lyft and then get reimbursed for safe rides. So yeah. it's a, it's a pretty awesome program to have. Uh, what about the children's center? No, it's an amazing program that we also have. It's one of those things that I also just didn't 
you know, I didn't expect to be something part of student government until I found out it's something that RASI does. So it's really cool. Basically, we provide those services for student parents. That way they're able to get childcare for their students at a rate that's much more affordable for them if they were going to other places. That way they're able to focus on their education and then end up getting a child care and be able to have their kids still taken care of while they're doing it. I think that's awesome. Now, my, I have a daughter. I think um, you weren't here for this episode, but uh, da- uh, DJ Gabster and I were talking <laughs> about it last week. And, you know, she's she's nine years old, so she aged out of the program. But I have a lot of other uh, of the student parents, actually, that have come up to me and um, said, you know, hey, you know, I really love that we have this children's center that's here because I'm able to drop my child off over here, attend the classes, still get my education. And, you know, it's, it's right there. I can go by and, and say hi to them whenever I need to. So I think it's such a uh, such a great program to have here on campus. I personally, just because, you know, my daughter's older, I, I would love to see if there's a way we can try to convince them to maybe do like you know, spring break care for the kid or something, you know, I don't know. Something but, like that. Yeah. Right. So we'll have to, we'll have to talk to a couple of the directors over there. And, yeah. and I mean, see. I think it's a perfect example of just like how ASI really exists to where we see a need on campus. We see that students are struggling a certain area and student parents are a population that, you know, they definitely have additional challenges placed on top of them besides just being a student going to Sac State. And, you know, our ASI stepped up and really decided we're going to do something about this that's going to really improve their ability, not only just to have a good experience at Sac State, to be able to move on and graduate and still have their children well taken care of. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's kind of how the Food Pantry Initiative came about, too, right, is that ASI Board of Directors, a, pre, a couple previous ones, um, came up with that idea and said, hey, you know, we really want to help support people in their basic needs. No, I mean, it came about because, you know, board of directors members realized that food insecurity is a very serious issue on college campuses. It's definitely not unique to Sacramento State and definitely not unique to California either. So they saw that there's a need for it and they put the work in and they uh, they made something happen and we ended up getting the food pantry out of it. I think it's awesome. And it's expanded. Yes. So not only did we get it, but it used to be over there in his Yosemite Hall, right? Yep. And it was like this little closet. And I remember um, last summer, actually, is when they were there. Uh, and I was taking my daughter over to swim lessons because Sac State offers swim lessons also, which I think is amazing. Yep. <laughs> and um, I happened to pass by it. And I'm like, whoa, what is, what is this? And I didn't really know very much about it. And I just kind of poked my head in and was like, oh, I don't know. It's kind of like a closet. Um, and so I'm so glad to see that they're now in the union because it's definitely a larger food pantry. They have fresh fruits and vegetables. They have canned goods. Um, do what else, what else do they have in there? I mean, we've got tons of different non-perishable things. So they've got pastas, they've got cereals. Um, they've also just got a bunch of like household goods. So they have like deodorants, they've got toothbrushes. So like really anything you'd need to be able to get through a semester if you're running low on funds and it's really tough for you to be able to afford those basic, basic needs items, they can, uh, they can help you end up getting them. So, yeah, I think that's great. And then it's a really easy program from what I understand yeah. too. I got to go and, and check it out, um, a couple weeks ago and they just have such a great setup yeah. and they, they work off of a point system. So, you know, different, uh, items that you can, you can quote unquote purchase. It's not really, you don't use money. It's just credit. Yeah, just with um, the points. right. Like a point point system. And so something will be worth one point, two points or three points. And then you're allotted a certain amount of points. So, I mean, it's, it's just so many great initiatives come from, from ASI. Oh, definitely. Boards for sure. Uh, so we are here. Actually, the 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 one that we really want to focus on this month um, is the ASI student government, and that's what Noah and I are both part of. Uh, we, in addition to being on student government, also like to help promote 
various activities within the area also. So we have um, primary elections that are coming up. Yes, we do. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's that's definitely going to be a, a contentious topic uh, based on some of the feedback that, that we've received so far. So ASI really stepped up and, and really kind of um, helped put certain ideas in motion to help um, students really make sure that their voices are heard. So we call it Buzz the Ballot. Buzz the Ballot, yep. And tell me a little bit about that. So Buzz the Ballot is kind of our big initiative this year. Last year we had Rock the Vote to try to get people out to vote in those uh, midterm elections in 2018. And so now we've got Buzz the Ballot, which is our new big uh, big initiative. So we're really trying to ensure that our student voice is represented here and that us as Sacramento State students can really show that we have a voice in politics and we can be represented um, if anyone knows, college students definitely are a population that struggle to turn out in high percentages in elections. And, you know, if they really voted in the full force that they can, I think they'd have a lot more of an impact. So we really want to see that. Absolutely. Because there's like 30,000 of us yeah. here. <laughs> right. I mean, it's it's kind of insane, like how much pull we really have. So huge question, because I'm not a political science major. And I know just kind of like the bare minimum, you know, when it comes to, you know, governmental policies and procedures, elections. Um, and I know that there's a lot of a lot of our listeners out there that have maybe some of the same questions I do. So can you tell us what the difference is between primary elections and general elections? Sure. So primary elections are something that are held primary to the general. Um, they kind of give a few functions. So one of the functions they give is for political parties to select the candidates that they want to have for the general election and their presidential tickets. So uh, candidates from all the parties will go around to primary elections and they'll campaign and try to win the primary in a state to try to end up eventually getting nominated by a major party. Um, so basically what, what I'm hearing is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. So let's say, for example, if you have uh, somebody that's a Democrat mm -hmm. and they're hoping to get the Democratic vote, then what they're going to or the Democrat vote. Right. And then what they're going to do is they're going to try to get all of the voters during the primary election to vote for them to be the Democrat ticket. Or yes. the, the person that's running on the Democrat ticket. Yeah, Same so that thing would with decide like, the nominee. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Same <laughs> thing with like the Republicans and independents and yeah. no party. What, what yeah. happens with no party situations? Um, so in California, no party preference voters can vote in – I'm trying to remember exactly which um, which primaries, but they do have a ways to get involved. But selecting nominees for the major parties are not the only uh, process that the primaries um, give. Besides that, they also give the state an ability to kind of narrow down fields. In California, we've kind of got an interesting structure just because of our history electorally. Um, but we kind of do a top two system. So the top two uh, vote getters in the primary election end up moving on to the general. So in any of the races, for the most part, for a lot of seats, you're only going to have two candidates that are running when you get to a general election in November. So the primary plays a very critical role in deciding who's going to be on that general election ballot. So it could be two Democrats. It could be two Republicans, just depending on which two people get the most votes in an area. It doesn't have to do with party affiliation in a lot of situations. So Perfect. That's that's a great thing yeah. to clarify because, you know, even I didn't know that. I feel like I should know these things, but, you know, it's um, my my focus is is elsewhere. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so I'm glad that you're you're kind of educating me, you know, and, and everybody else here on mm -hmm. some of these differences. So why is I mean, we kind of touched a little bit on the why in primary elections are important. Why is the general election important? Well, the general election is extremely important because the primaries decide kind of who moves on to the general and who is running for a position, essentially. And the general election is the actual election. So that is these results are binding and they are who is going to take those offices, what ballot propositions are going to end up passing and becoming law in California, what judges will be 
um, stay on the bench, a lot of things like that kind of get decided at the general. So that's the big time when actual things change instead of just deciding who's going to be running further. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how do, how do people actually vote? So voting is really awesome, especially here in Sacramento County. Um, you have to register to vote. So you got to go fill out a voter registration form. Um, we've been out on the quad a bunch of different days this last semester and also the start of this semester trying to get people registered. You fill out a quick form, um, just put some information down on it, and then it gets sent off to the Secretary of State's office, and then you end up getting your ballot in the mail here in Sacramento County. That's awesome. And yep. we did include a link also on our website to uh, to directly uh, register to vote online. So that yes. way you don't even have to leave your seat. Yeah. You could just do it. It's less than five minutes, too. No, it's really easy. And that's the really awesome thing about voter registration online is that you could be doing it just sitting in your dorm room or just in your apartment just late at night. You're like, I want to register to vote. Quickly fill out the form. Takes like five minutes. Put some identification in there. And then you're set to go and you're ready to vote in the primary or the general election. That's so easy. I actually did it right before. Our, our, our little radio show today <laughs> and uh, probably should have done it earlier, but <laughs> you know. it was a great, it was a great tester. I didn't even know that you could do it online. And I, and I have my, um, my, this, there's this envelope that's sitting in my house right now that is, you know, specifically for me to register to vote. <laughs> and I've been staring at it and just kind of staring at it. I'm like, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. I'll, I'll do it later. And then, you know, school comes into play and then, oh, yeah. you know, homework and studying for different things. And, you know, I just never got around to it. But then when we were kind of preparing for today's show, I saw that there was that link for the online the online registration and i'm like all right let me check this out just to kind of <laughs> see and then pretty soon i was just done i'm like oh all right well yeah. there you go I'm, I'm ready to go i mean that's definitely the way that we're using modern technology and technology advancing to make civic engagement a lot easier is you know it's super accessible you don't have to find someone standing out with a clipboard like if it's not something that you have access to and you're stuck at home for a week or something you can still register like you don't need to find <laughs> anyone else absolutely i think that's so awesome and then you know there's other people that are going around right now boothing um trying to get people to register for vote to vote yeah. and uh so so if you see any of them you know there's several different people that kind of just come and go on campus um you'll see them pr probably pretty soon in front of like stores oh yeah i'm sure they'll be canvassing those areas too <laughs> so um you know if you get your your if you get a chance definitely stop by one of those places uh i heard a rumor that there is a new voting center here on sac state's campus yes so one of the really amazing things so sacramento county is a vote choice county um it what? passed um but what does that bill, mean the voters what? choice act yeah. um basically it's started a program that kind of is trying to make voting more accessible and easier for people in those counties. Um, and so one of the awesome things about it is that one, it makes voting a lot easier. So you don't just vote on the, pri the primary day. You can vote multiple days before. There's vote centers that are open multiple days before the elections. And then also it just allows that Every single person that registers to vote in the Sacramento County is going to get a ballot in the mail, mailed to them, regardless of if they check that they're a vote by mail person, or an absentee voter. Um, and they're able to vote and just send that back. They can drop that off at a vote center. They can drop that off in the mail. They can turn it in at a vote center on election day if they want. So it makes it a lot easier. So question. So you said something about absentee voter. What's an absentee voter? So that is where you've indicated that you're not going to go to a polling place. So in the past, before the Voters Choice Act was a big thing, you could indicate that and then you'd get your ballot in the mail. You'd send your ballot back in the mail. You'd never have to go to a polling place or anything, but your vote would still be counted and you'd still be able to vote. But now in Sacramento County, 
everyone gets a ballot in the mail or any voters choice act county you get a ballot no matter what you can fill it out drop it off whatever you want to do with it just ensures that everybody makes sure they have a ballot on them oh that's so awesome yeah. and then if you needed to again you know you just register online you get that ballot in the mail you can you drop it off at the voter center yes you can oh that's even better then you don't have to waste the postage yeah and we are really lucky as donna had mentioned about a vote center here on campus um, one of the great things that we ended up having happen last or not last year, but last election cycle was in 2018. We ended up getting a vote center here on campus where students could go and cast their ballots. Um, and we are having that again this year. And that's going to be really awesome for students to be able to do that right here on campus, not have to go anywhere far to go vote. They can just do it right between classes if they want. That's really cool. Yeah. Where, where's that located? So the vote center is at Modoc Hall, which is kind of down on the southern end of campus there. We've got maps. We're going to be handing that out. Like you can just look for it, Modoc Hall. And the awesome thing about it is because it's a vote center, it's not just going to be open on March 3rd, which is the official primary day. It's also going to open up on February 29th and be open on all days in between February 29th and March 3rd. Oh, my gosh, that's so awesome. So um, there are hours of operation just to kind of reiterate here, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. February 29th through March 2nd. And then they're going to have extended hours of 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Election Day, which is March third as noah was saying yep. so remember tuesday march 3rd is election day what is the last day do you know that people can register so the registration deadline is february 18th to ensure that you're registered and by election day you are going to be counted right then and there you're ready to go but luckily because we live in a voters choice act county and we also live in california that means that there is a lot more flexibility in that so you can register at any time up until that primary date you can register on that primary date and cast a ballot right then and there so you could go right into your vote center you can fill out an application go fill out a ballot and then that would just be a provisional ballot which just means that it's not going to be counted right the second you turn it in like a ballot for someone that was registered by that deadline is but it's going to take a few days they're going to clear it and make sure that you you are actually eligible to vote and you are a registered uh, authorized voter and then your vote will be counted after that provisional ballot is cast. Awesome. It's awesome. So there's another director, uh, Samantha, that we work with, and she was saying something like there's some kind of like a bus or yes. what, what is that? So one of the things we're working on is trying to ensure that we can try to get students to the polls as effectively as possible. So back in 2018, we organized a big system of golf carts and getting people back and forth between Modoc Hall. Um, so what we're doing this year is we kind of are collaborating. Um, we're going to be getting a van. Um, we're going to have um, collaboration with the Hornet shuttle on campus. That way we can ensure that students are able to get from the res halls specifically is the area we're targeting. So at that transit center near the res halls and we can end up getting them back and forth between the vote center and wherever they're living. That way it's more easily accessible for them and they could go walk over there, take a bus, vote, and then get back to class in an hour or something like that. You know? Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That makes it so convenient. So uh, if you have any questions at all, please, please, please feel free to reach out to either myself or Noah. Um, again, we'll post our information here on our website. And uh, we're going to take a quick break right now. And we will come back and, and do some more little chit-chatting about what we have going on with the primaries and uh, and how you can get involved. Every year, policy decisions are made locally and statewide that directly affect the lives of students. 
and Associated Students Office of Governmental Affairs believes that the best way to ensure students' interests are taken into account is by empowering students' voices, your voice. Whether you want to be hands-on researching legislation, talking face-to-face -face with California lawmakers by joining Lobby Corps, or attending our Lobby Day at the Capitol. Take your advocacy work to the local level with city ambassadors, bringing higher education issues to city council, the Chamber of Commerce, and the greater Sacramento community at large. And of course, one of the easiest ways to make your student voice heard, registering to vote. Online at registertovote.ca.gov or swing by Sac State's Vote Center in Modoc Hall, open four days before any midterm and general election, where you can vote, drop off your mail-in ballot, or even register the same day. For more information on how to get involved and empower your voice, visit Associated Students Office of Governmental Affairs website at asi.csus.edu and click on Student Government, Local, State, and Federal Advocacy, or follow ASIOGA on Instagram at Sac State OGA. So we are back and going to talk some more about government. Yep. Now, there is uh, there's something called chess. Yes. Is that a, is. is that like the like the chess and checkers game? Unfortunately, it is not like chess and checkers. <laughs> okay. So chess is, is the California Higher Education Student Summit. That's one thing that we've got coming up. Um, basically, it's a group that part of the California State Students Association. They put it on each year and it gives students across the state the opportunity to get together and really learn about higher education policy, learn about the kind of what's going on with higher education at the state level, and then also just learn about how to be effective advocates and how to really advocate for what students need and help represent students as best they can. And ASI sponsors a bunch of students in order to go. Um, and the reason we're talking about this is that our scholarship application to be sponsored to go is going to close on Friday, Valentine's Day. Ah. So we really want to ensure we get as many students as possible applying for that. We want to send these students out there and really get them a great experience. So definitely want to encourage anyone that's interested to apply. Where do they go? So you can apply on the ASI website. You can find the link to fill out the chess application. You go to the OGA page and fill it out there. We've got a bunch of different flyers, but you know you can always reach out to us too, and we can get you that information as well. All right, so question for you, because yes. there are a ton of acronyms here at yes, Sac State. There <laughs> there's ASI, there's KSSU, there's although KSSU is really just the name of our station that we got going <laughs> on here. But uh, there's chess, there's OGA. So what is OGA? So OGA is the Office of Governmental Affairs. So me and Donna are part of the ASI government office. And then part of the government office is our Office of Governmental Affairs. And that is <laughs> it's a... Like inception. Government oh, yeah, inception. definitely. <laughs> and that is a three-person department. It's all students. And then in, inside the Office of Governmental Affairs, we've got a legislative affairs coordinator who kind of leads all of our legislative affairs and helps us share our advocacy efforts. We've got a CSSA liaison who acts as kind of the liaison between RASI and the California State Students Association, which is kind of a collection of all the ASIs. All right, so so real quick, so we threw in another acronym there. What's the CSSA? So that is the Cal State Students Association, which is basically a collection of all the ASIs in the state. They all send representatives to be part of this kind of joint student government body that represents the CSU system students. Okay, cool. So basically what you're saying is is that we have um, a, a an office in our student government building Right. Where you have people that kind of represent all the different CSUs. 
and what the student voices and and get together in, in various meetings and try to push legislation. Yeah, so they get together, they kind of discuss the unique uh, issues or things that they face on their campus. And a lot of the time you'll find out that that's not just unique to your campus and it's actually something that's affecting the system as a whole. And so they kind of come together and discuss solutions and, you know, advocate on behalf of policy or author bills that they think are going to help students. And then everybody kind of just works together and all the student governments and the system, which is the 23 CSUs, all collaborate to try to really make a difference for all the students in the CSU system. All right. And then the CHESS is the conference that they meet at. Yes. So CHESS is the conference that they hold each year to try to get students that are not sitting on a student government board or students that aren't already going to CSSA meetings to really learn about those things and get passionate and get them involved in those efforts too. Okay, so you could just be, you know, let's just say a regular old student that wants to attend a chess conference? Yes, any student could go. You don't have to be specific. You really don't have to be political science. Like you can be any major you want. If you're passionate about trying to do something in the College of Engineering or trying to do something in the College of Arts and Letters and you're a student that's encountering a unique issue to that college specifically or you just really want to get involved in supporting college students in general, you're encouraged to apply. Anyone can go. I know plenty of people went last year that didn't have any interest in politics or government at all and just really wanted to advocate and make sure their voice was heard. So um, big question here, because this is the question I'm I'm always asking. How much is it going to cost me? So if you're selected for the scholarship, it's going to cost you nothing. We pay for your attendance to the event, which covers that it's got food, it's got workshops, you get like a cool binder, you Ooh. get a t-shirt. So like, it's a really awesome opportunity. And it's not going to cost you anything if you get selected for that scholarship. Oh, that's awesome. And, yeah. I, and from what I understand, there's like 20 different scholarships. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So the chances are pretty good. Of course, we can't guarantee it. But <laughs> chances are pretty good. Um, depending on, of course, how many people apply for that. Yeah. Uh, we definitely want to make sure that more students are involved. Yes. And uh, we want to fill all 20 of those spots. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, it's free money. And then you get to go on, on a little, yep. you know, staycation, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> so where, where are these chess conferences located? So luckily this year, in the past, they've been downtown. They've been at different places. But this year, it is going to be held right here on the Sacramento State campus in this building. So right here in the Union. Um, really awesome opportunity for our students. There's no travel involved besides just getting to campus like they would any other day. That's going to be on a Sunday. And then after that Sunday, you get a chance on the Monday to get involved with an advocacy day and really apply all the tools you've learned to really go use them at the state capitol. And you go get a meet with members. You get to meet with the staff in their offices and really get a chance to really advocate for policy to the people that are passing it. And not only that, but it's a really good networking opportunity, too, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, you get to meet all the student government leaders from all the different ASIs. Um, you get to meet students that are very passionate about getting involved with these things. So if you are interested in looking into a career of representing students or just a career in general, I mean, there's people that are going to be involved with this that are probably doing the same thing you are. Oh, that's just so amazing. And I and I know that several of our board members um, attend various chess conferences uh, on a regular basis. And sometimes they're out of town. Uh, and so we'll drive out there. I'm yep. actually going to go to a, uh, a fun little event coming up here this weekend. Yeah. Uh, tell me, well, tell the audience or tell the listeners a little bit about what this event, this weekend's event is going to be. About. Yeah. So CSSA, which is the group that we talked about earlier, that kind of is a representative of all the different CSUs and they all come together each month. One of the really awesome things they do is instead of just having all the C, uh, ASI presidents or their representatives just call in on a phone call once a month or something like that. Um, 
every single month they have a plenary meeting, which is everybody gets together and they cycle them through. So they're meeting at all the different CSU campuses. So I just went to one at CSU Hayward. They've got ones at SF State. Donna, you're going to the one at Slow. And so they really make sure that everyone gets a chance to see everybody else's campuses, go into everybody else's communities and kind of have a chance to interact with everyone else's students. So is that the same thing as a chess conference? So it is the California State Students Association is the one that puts on the chess conference. And then that weekend, they also have a plenary meeting that is right here in Sacramento right before the conference starts. So what is the difference between a plenary meeting and some other kind of conference? Yeah. So the plenary meeting is kind of a chance for them to do their own administrative business. So like how our ASI board meets every Wednesday at two o'clock and we have our agenda, we go through our legislation, we get the business done that makes sure ASI stays running. They have to do the same thing. And so on those Saturdays when they meet together and they have their plenary meetings, they go through, they have all of their committee meetings, they've got their general board meeting, they pass legislation, they make decisions on the budget of the organization, all of those things at the plenary meeting. So can you give me an example of, let's say, legislation that was passed or maybe that's on the table right now? Yeah, sure. So some of the things that they do are passing resolutions on legislation. So if there's a bill in the state legislature that they think is going to uh, better for students and is going to help students in some way academically um, with their basic needs, things like that, um, then their board will write a resolution and then that will officially be something that will be a stance taken by that organization on a piece of legislation. So there was something that actually just recently came up about um, an additional year of uh, something in order for, for high school students to qualify to get into college. So let's let's talk a little bit about that. Is that something that would be seen at a plenary meeting? Yes. So that's the exact type of thing that this organization would kind of focus on. So basically what kind of happened was there is a proposal by the chancellor's office to have a fourth year requirement where students would need a fourth year of quantitative reasoning to be eligible for admittance here to Sac State. Everybody knows that there's certain requirements, what classes you have to take before you'd be eligible to apply for certain colleges. And so the CSU's chancellor's office was looking at possibly adding an additional requirement. Um, and the Cal State Students Association uh, decided that that additional year could definitely impose certain barriers on students, that it wasn't uh, thoroughly researched enough and that there needed to be more work done to ensure that we weren't disadvantaging any students that didn't have access to the same opportunities some students did based on the school districts that they attended. Um, and so they kind of took that opposition stance and advocated against that change and were really active in trying to motivate other ASIs and other students to do the same. Awesome. So from what it sounds like, it sounds like they saw that this legislation was being put on the table. They took it, analyzed it, talked about it, and, you know, really said this is not something that we think is going to be beneficial for the community. And then they brought it to all the different ASIs and then the ASIs brought it to their own board of directors and they said, you know, yeah, either we agree with you or we don't agree with you. This is our official stance on it. Is that correct? Yeah. And so they really just went through. And I mean, anytime we take stances on policy, it's one thing I really want to stress is that, you know, we're not doing it on a whim. We're not just going, oh, this looks good for students. This could hurt students just based on the face value. Like we really make sure that when we do these things, we talk with students, we go out into the community, we ask people questions about, you know, how would this impact you? What are the ways that this would impact your life? Kind of also just considering from an administrative spectrum, we talk to admin, we talk to people that are in positions of authority here at Sac State that really can give us the perspective of running the university, how they see these changes. And we really try to 
take our best stance to really ensure that we're representing the students as well as possible. Perfect. And, and you know, and we oftentimes will get uh, student feedback as well. So we'll, we'll hear students voice their specific opinions. They reach out either to the directors um, on the ASI board or, you know, submit something to the, uh, the student government office. And, you know, we take that information into consideration too. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think that's the role that our government office plays is it really ensures that we are representing our students to the best ability that we can and that we have this full staff of people. One of the people I didn't have a chance to mention before is our civic engagement coordinator, which is kind of in charge of our voter registration efforts and also just kind of our local advocacy efforts. So when we have this full staff of students that are very passionate and want to get involved with advocating for students and representing them, it really gives us a chance to be very thorough and really deciding how can we best represent students and really what is in the best interest of students and trying to decide that in as many possible ways as possible. Absolutely. I think that's amazing. So we're we're about almost out of time here. So let's just go ahead and answer or ask maybe one more question. Um, now, we talked a lot about government. Yes, we and did. It, <laughs> and it seems like there's so many different things that are kind of going on. Um, we have our primaries. We have, you know, the chess conference. We have student government. Are these all the same things? So no, they are not. There are a bunch of different things. This time of year is especially crazy for elections and for government and politics and everything like that in general. Um, so just like a quick layout of the schedule, I guess, would be like we've got coming up very soon is the voter registration deadline and the deadline to apply for chess Friday, this Valentine's Day. So make sure you submit that application. So we've got that. And then directly following that, we're going to have the primary season for California. That's the 29th through the third here on campus for the vote center and then directly following that we're going to have chess and we're going to have those advocacy efforts we're going to have the census things like that coming up you'll hear more about in the next few months and then way down the line after that we're going to have the general election in november Perfect. And, and uh, so I think that's a really good recap of it. If any of you have any questions at all on anything that's, you know, student government related, anything that's related to the chess conferences or how to get involved with, um, you know, the, the state legislation. Uh, and then also any, any questions on the primary or the general elections that are coming up here, you know, please give us a shout. Our information is included on our website. You can also visit us on the third floor of the union in the student government office. And, um, you know, if you have any questions, you can always email us as well. So definitely feel, feel free, grab us, email us, you know, however you want. Knock on my little window right here at the KSSU <laughs> booth. You know, it's it works out. It, it's all good. Um, no, thank you so much for, you know, just such wonderful, insightful information, uh, especially regarding voting, how to register for vote, uh, how to register to vote and um, all the different activities that are kind of going on. Thank you. Thank you and Gabby so much for putting together this program. I think it was an awesome thing that you guys came up with this year to do to really get ASI's name out there more and kind of give everyone that you bring on this show a chance to really represent the department that they're from. Awesome. Thank you. Well, we look forward to having you again and we will see you all next week, which is next Tuesday from 2 to 3 p.m. 